Welcome to Victory with Paul Doherty, pastor of Victory in Tulsa, Oklahoma. If you're in the area, we'd love to meet you at any of our services. Saturday night at 5 p.m. and Sundays at 8.30, 9, and 11 a.m. If you can't visit us, you can watch live on the Victory app, downloadable on the App Store and Google Play. Pastor Paul has a great message for you today, and I believe this message is going to make an impact in your life. Awesome. How many of y'all were here last week when we celebrated the party people in the house? 36 years as a church. Come on. We celebrated our 36-year anniversary, and we're just getting started. We aren't slowing down. We aren't throwing in the towel. We're going to be here till Jesus returns, and we are going to get stronger, and we're going to shine brighter. We're going to reach more people for Jesus. And we invite those of you that are new to Victory to join in the movement of what God is doing here. And it is a movement. It is a movement. Everybody say a movement. You know, God, when he, rose, when he raised his son, Jesus, from the dead, he started his church, and he started his church through 11 disciples that would then pick a, a 12th disciple that really didn't have a great education, really weren't the brightest guys on the planet, but they were filled with the love of God. And they started the church, and they were filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. And God didn't invite us to a funeral every Sunday. He invited us to a celebration of his risen Savior. How many of y'all know God is alive? He's not dead. So we shouldn't come to church acting like we're always coming to a funeral. We should come to church every Sunday knowing that we're coming to a party. We're coming to a celebration of God's mercy and grace and salvation. Some of us need to tell our facial expressions to line up with our beliefs. Like, yeah, he's alive. We need to be like, no, he's alive, man. And I'm happy to be here to celebrate Jesus. So last week we talked about the party people, the kind of people that celebrate what Jesus has done, what Jesus is doing, and what Jesus wants to do through this community and through the nations of the world. But today I want to talk to you about the life of the party, the life of the party. If you have a Bible, go to Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Yay! Mike, I'll call you back up here in just a second. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. And this is what Jesus said. This was his final speech to the disciples. He said, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Everybody say power. You will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. Jesus would oftentimes talk about this Holy Spirit that was going to come that he was going to change everything about these disciples, that he was going to continue the work that Jesus started. In fact, in Luke 24, verse 49, Jesus is also kind of speaking to his disciples after the resurrection. He says, now I will send the Holy Spirit just as my father promised, but stay here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you with, what's the word? Power. So the Holy Spirit wants to fill us with power, wants to fill us with life. In fact, the Holy Spirit, the word spirit in uh, Hebrew is translated ruach, R-U-A-C-H, ruach. And it means wind, breath, spirit of God. The Holy Spirit is the wind of God, the breath of God, filling dead, dry, stale souls, bringing life to the atmosphere. He is the life of the party. There was a, a, an article by Huffington Post called 10 Character Traits of the Life of the Party. 
And, uh, and it went on to say that at every party, there is a personality that shows up that is the life of the party. Some of y'all have one of these personalities in your family, in your house. We have two in, in our family. In, in the family that I grew up as a kid, my mom was the life of the party and my brother John was the life of the party. They were hilarious. They were the kind of people that if you were throwing a party, you wanted to be around John and Pastor Sharon. They would make you laugh. They would dance, they would do crazy stuff, they would pull everybody playing games, and my mom would reenact Lucille Ball, and, and, and I Love Lucy, all the different old shows. She was just an entertainer. How many of y'all know somebody who's the life of the party in your family, in your house? And, and now, being parents, um, our two little kids, Liam is definitely life of the party, my wife is life of the party, uh, always having fun, celebrating. But the first trait that Huffington Post said about the life of the party, and I love this, because it's totally the Holy Spirit. They said the first trait about the life of the party is they know how to make an entrance. They know how to make an entrance. In Acts chapter two, when all the disciples were praying together, the Holy Spirit showed up like a rushing mighty wind with tongues of fire. If there's anybody who's ever made an entrance, it was the Holy Spirit. Would you welcome the Holy Spirit in the room this morning? When the Holy Spirit shows up, he brings power. He brings life. He doesn't bring death. He doesn't bring sadness. He doesn't bring fear. He brings power. Some of us are missing out on the power of the Holy Spirit. See, I, I, I feel like this week when I was praying, and by the way, every time I preach a sermon, I pray from the Holy Spirit, give me the words to speak to the church. Give me the words you want to speak to the church. You know what God told me this week? Speak on the Holy Spirit. Speak on the Holy Spirit. Just preach about the Holy Spirit. And oftentimes, Christians, there are actually denominations who have completely ignored the Holy Spirit. Like they've completely acted like he's not even there. Like, like he's not even part of the Bible. They won't even mention his name. They won't talk about the gifts of the Spirit, the fruits of the Spirit. If they mention the fruits of the Spirit, they don't actually say it was the Holy Spirit. They just say you need to have love, you need to have joy, you need to have peace. But you can't have love, joy, and peace without the Holy Spirit. You can't have self-control. You can't have gentleness without the Holy Spirit. And oftentimes, when we have a, a, a power leak in our life, we need to go back to where does the power come from? It comes from the Holy Spirit. And there's a lot of Christians that are living just off of one church service a week. They're not in daily communion with the Holy Spirit. You can't live off of just one church service a week. If this is the only time you're getting spiritually fed, you're going you're gonna to dry up. You're going to become, I mean, for lack of better terms, I won't say the word, but what, what happens is, we end up becoming like starved Christians. We, 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 we're, we're dying on the inside if we're only relying upon our spiritual food on Sundays. You need to be feeding yourself every day of the week. And here's how you stay fueled up. Here's how you stay uh, hungry and full and continue to pour out is through being in communion with the Holy Spirit. Because he reveals who God is. He reveals what Jesus said. He tells you things that Jesus didn't say that Jesus wanted to say to the disciples. I'll back that up in scripture in just a moment. And he gives you power for every day of the week. You want some Monday motivation? Get filled with the Holy Spirit. Get filled with the Holy Spirit. See, you can kind of stay powered up by maybe attending one church service a week. This is what happens with Christians who just go to one church service a week. They get a little bit of power, they get a little bit of strength, they get, 
a little bit of excitement. Yay, church is awesome. But as soon as church is over, the power goes out. <laughs> right? And then they go to Victory Conference. And Stephen Furtick comes to preach. Yes, Stephen Furtick. Yes, John Bevere. And then John Bevere leaves. <laughs> and they're relying upon man to give them motivation. They're relying upon a 30-minute message or a 25-minute worship time to give them power. So during worship time, come on, worship. Come on, worship. Get me fueled up, worship leaders. And then worship's over. And when you're not plugged into the Holy Spirit, it's a constant up and down. You're on a roller coaster of energy. You're on a roller coaster of, of feeling excited. You need a hype man. You need a cheerleader like Paul. Come on. Come on, Paul. Get me filled up. Yes, you can do it. You can do it. And then when Paul's done preaching, back to normal life. Get in the minivan. Let's go back home. Let's go to Cracker Barrel. Let's eat some biscuits. Let's go to work on Monday. Let's wait till Sunday to get our energy again. God wants you to have energy every day of the week. He wants you to have energy. He wants you to be his witnesses. He wants you to have boldness. He wants you to have power, not just on Sundays, but on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Did you know when you received Jesus? You receive the Holy Spirit. Like, there's people who believe you have to receive the Holy Spirit second after you receive Jesus. But the Bible teaches us that when you get born again, when you put your faith in Jesus Christ, you receive the whole package. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. He doesn't split himself up and say, you get me once you graduate Bible college, then you get the third part of me once you graduate being a Christian for 20 years. No, he says, when you put your faith in Jesus Christ, you get the whole package. Now, we'll talk about the gifts of the Spirit in just a moment, because that's a different part of it. But I want to talk to you about, you have the Holy Spirit. You may just not be realizing it or tapping into the strength and the power that he wants to bring into your world, into your life. There's a story, true story, of a man in the early 1900s, before we were flying airplanes uh, over the Atlantic Ocean between America and Europe, if people wanted to travel over to America, they had to take a ship, a cruise liner. And so this man saved up all of his money in Europe to buy a ticket to ride this ship from Europe to the United States. He was so excited to see New York City and to see all of America, and he had been saving up his money but he only had enough money to buy the ticket to ride the ship. He didn't have the money to pay for the drinks or the food or the restaurants. And so he saved up rations of cheese and crackers. And every night on the ship, he would pull out his cheese and crackers and he would sit down outside of the restaurants and he would eat some stale crackers and old cheese. And he would look through the windows and watch people eat steak and lobster and mashed potatoes and asparagus and corn on the cob and drink the finest wines and have all the beautiful stuff in these restaurants. And he would be drooling thinking, I wish I could eat in there. I wish I could have what they have, but I didn't have enough money to pay for that. On the last night of the trip, a man walked out of the restaurant and said, sir, I've been watching you every night on this ship. I've watched you look through the window and how come you haven't come inside? I've watched you eat cheese and crackers out here. Why didn't you come inside and eat the steak and lobster? The man said, I'm embarrassed. 
I only had enough money to just pay for my ticket to ride the ship. I didn't have enough money to pay for the food. The man's eyebrows got really big. He said, sir, the food was included with the ticket. The restaurants were part of the package. You could have been eating all you want every night that you've been riding the ship. And how many Christians are living like that with the Holy Spirit? That it's like we're trying to do this without the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit doesn't make me better than you. The Holy Spirit makes me better than me. I love this quote. Chris Hodges said this, and I want you to just see this quote. The Holy Spirit doesn't make us better than somebody else. The Holy Spirit makes us better than us. Because without the Holy Spirit, you're like that man eating cheese and crackers. You're missing out on the power, the strength, the life, the party that God wants to bring into your life, into your marriage, into your relationships. We need the Holy Spirit. This, the Holy Spirit is omnipresent. He's, he's with us right now, but he's also with the Christians in Cambodia in this very moment. He's, he's with the Christians in Orlando, Victory Orlando. He's with Victory Manford right now. He's omnipresent. David said in Psalm 139, where can I go to flee from your, your spirit? Your spirit is everywhere. If I go down to the depths, he's there. If I'm on the highest mountains, he's there. The Holy Spirit is not just omnipresent. He's all powerful. Micah 3 verse 8 says, I am filled with power by your spirit. Anybody want to get filled with power? Here's where you get your power from. Not from Sky Fitness, not from Lifetime, not from Gold's Gym, not from more creatine, but from the Holy Spirit. He gives us power. He gives us strength. He gives us confidence. He gives us boldness. And then listen to this. In Corinthians, it says that the Holy Spirit searches out the deep things of God. 1 Corinthians 2.10 says that the Holy Spirit searches out the secrets of God. If you want to know the deep secrets of God, you're going to need to enable the Holy Spirit, yield to the Holy Spirit to work in your life. I want to give you real quickly four things that the Holy Spirit helps us to do. And then how do we receive the Holy Spirit? First off, the Holy Spirit helps us to make the right choices. The Holy Spirit helps us to make the right choices. Jesus said in John 16, verse 12, he said, there is so much more that I want to tell you, but you can't bear it right now. He said, uh, then he goes on to say, when the spirit of truth comes, that's the Holy Spirit. If I say truth, he will guide you into all truth. Listen, if you're confused about the next season of life, ask the Holy Spirit to guide you into truth. Because we don't serve a God of confusion. We don't serve a God of, of constant chaos and headaches. We serve a God who wants to guide us into peace that passes all understanding. He wants to give you truth, the right place at the right time. He will not speak on his own, but he will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. The Holy Spirit can reveal things to you about the future. There was a man in our church in the early 90s who was an investor. And he began to just pray in the Spirit. And he began to yield to the Holy Spirit. He said, Holy Spirit, tell me where to invest my money. And the Holy Spirit spoke to him. A couple of small little internet companies that weren't really big at that time. Because the internet was just getting started. And, 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 and was really there were certain sites that were just in their beginning stages. People said, don't invest in that. That's not going to last long. And it went on to make him hundreds of thousands of dollars, tons and tons of money accumulated over time because he was listening to the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit told him things about the future. Do you guys believe the Bible is true? If the Bible is true, then this scripture is true. The Holy Spirit wants to tell you things about the future. 
The Holy Spirit will tell you sometimes to be in a place that doesn't make sense to other people. I heard the Holy Spirit speak to me during a certain season to pursue traveling and, and preaching and, and leading my, my band, Envoy. I used to have a band. We were a Christian rock band. And uh, I heard the Holy Spirit tell me, I want you to spend your whole summer traveling up and down East Coast, West Coast, Midwest, and playing for churches and just speaking to teenagers. So I did it. And there was often times where we didn't have money to get to these places. I didn't have, we didn't have steady income as a band. We had to rely upon our CDs selling. We had to rely upon youth pastors taking up a love offering from teenagers to help support us, to have gas money to get to the next town. But man, God did so many amazing things that summer. I was in the right place at the right time doing the right thing with the right people. The Holy Spirit wants to help you make the right choices. It may not always make sense to other people. God wants to direct your steps. I was speaking to some college graduates not too long ago, a couple weeks ago, who are graduating from ORU and TU. By the way, can we cheer on all the graduates that are graduating this, this month, next month, from high school, from college? What an awesome time. But some of them asked me, they said, Paul, should I move to this state? Should I marry this person? Should we go and plant this church in Las Vegas? Should, should I pursue this calling in Los Angeles? Should, should I move to Maryland to take this job at this company that's offering me a lot of money? And I said, guys, I can tell you only what the Spirit tells me to tell you. Because at the end of the day, the Holy Spirit is the one you need to get the counsel from. How often do we get counsel from everybody else and we leave the Holy Spirit out of the equation? How many people are following the money instead of following the Holy Spirit? If you will follow the Holy Spirit, the money will follow you. But if you keep following the money or following the pleasure, you're going to miss out on the life of the party because the Holy Spirit wants to lead you on the greatest adventure of your life. Don't just go where it's comfortable. Don't just be where it's easy. Do what the Holy Spirit tells you to do. He's going to set you up to be in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing with the right people. I remember when I was getting ready to propose to my wife, Ashley, and I had bought the ring. I was ready. Man, it was burning a hole in my pocket. I was ready to propose. And God said, not yet. Not yet. She's the right one, but it's not the right time. Oftentimes, we're trying to rush decisions instead of waiting on the timing of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit knew there was things that he wanted to do in my heart, in her heart, in both of our lives before I proposed. Wait on God's timing. The Holy Spirit is sent to guide us into all truth. He wants to direct our steps. He wants to lead us and guide us. Jesus goes on to say that the Holy Spirit will show you things to come and he will guide you. He's your counselor. Here's the second thing. And keys, I want you to come out. The Holy Spirit helps you to overcome wrong feelings wrong attitudes, and wrong desires. The Holy Spirit wants to give you the right feelings, the right attitude, the right desires. In Galatians 5.19, the Holy Spirit, Paul contrasts attitudes that aren't of the Holy Spirit and attitudes that are of the Holy Spirit. He contrasts desires that are from the flesh and desires that are from the Holy Spirit. He says, when you, the, when you follow your sinful desires, by the way, he's talking to the church, because even Christians still have temptations. Come on, how many of y'all get tempted every now and then? If you don't raise your hand, I'm gonna come up there and bring you down to the altar after service. Don't you lie, sir. 
I get tempted. All of us get tempted. You're like, what do you get tempted by? You just mind your own business, all right? Everybody gets tempted. <laughs> Nosy. <laughs> but listen, Paul says, hey, we all get tempted, but when we follow those lustful, fleshly temptations, and we give in to them, and we say, well, I just can't control myself. It's just what my flesh wants. He says, we know what it produces. Sexual immorality, quarreling, hostility, idolatry, sorcery, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, lustful thinking, division, drunkenness, all these kind of parties. And by the way, the parties of the world, they run out. You could go to all the parties in the world and it won't be enough. Because no bottle will ever fill you. No pill will ever, will ever satisfy you. No drugs will ever make you feel good enough. There's no ecstasy out here that can make you feel purposeful, that can make you feel significant, that can give you lasting joy. It lasts for a moment. It's like this little guy. You take that drug, you take that pill. Come on, put it up for a little bit. Yay, I'm so happy. I got what I want. But as soon as the high is over, you go into the lowest of lows. Come on, who's ever been there before? You try the stuff of the world, it's high for a moment, but you hit the lowest of lows. Is there anybody that used to be in this kind of stuff? It's okay, you're all right, you're in good company. But you hit the lowest of lows. How many of you wanna have a high that never goes away? How many of you wanna get drunk in the spirit? <laughs> Come on, I'm gonna go there. The Holy Spirit wants to give you joy that doesn't just last for a little moment, he wants to give you joy that lasts for a lifetime. Joy in the valley, joy on the mountaintop. So Paul contrasts, he says, listen, there, there are things that you can do that may give you temporary satisfaction, but when you yield to the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, love, joy, peace. Anybody need some peace this morning? Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. The Holy Spirit wants to help you to walk in gentleness with your family members. The Holy Spirit wants to help you have self-control over your desires. I was talking to a couple recently, and one of the, uh, the spouse in this marriage has started to have feelings for another person outside of their marriage. And it's really hurt. It's, it's created this wedge. And and the other spouse is willing to fight for the marriage, willing to work things out and stay together. But this other person, you know, it's almost like they're saying, I can't control it. I can't control my desires. I can't control my feelings. That's a lie of the devil. That's a lie from the pit of hell. You can control your desires. Through the Holy Spirit, you can have self-control. You can yield to the Holy Spirit. He can change your desires. He can change your feelings. You can have power. What if we lived under the circumstances of, I just can't control it? I just don't feel like going to church. If we had to live under our feelings, we wouldn't go to church. We wouldn't love each other. We wouldn't show up to work. But the good news is you have power over your feelings. You have power over wrong desires. You have power over impatience. Through the Holy Spirit, you can live in patience. And by the way, no money can buy peace for you. That person that I talked to has every alarm system you can imagine, all the locks on all the doors, the gated community, but still searching for peace, afraid, because money can't buy peace. Money can't buy safety. Only 
Jesus, through the Holy Spirit, can bring you the peace that helps you to lay down at night and fall asleep knowing that his angels watch over me. The Holy Spirit gives me patience, gives me faithfulness, gives me gentleness, gives me self-control. Here's the next one. The Holy Spirit helps me to overcome discouragement. To overcome discouragement. In Romans 8 verse 26, it says the Holy Spirit is constantly interceding for us. That when we are weak, he helps us in our weakness. Aren't you glad the Holy Spirit helps you in your weakness? Because I get weak oftentimes. I feel discouraged. But hey, I'm in good company because the disciples did too. And so when I'm walking through that, I don't have to live it or fight it on my own. I don't have to try and figure it out all by myself. The Holy Spirit wants to help me every day to overcome discouragement, to overcome feeling rejected, to overcome feeling tired, feeling weary. The Holy Spirit intercedes for us 24-7. Is there any intercessors in the house today? I'm thankful for you. I'm so thankful that the Holy Spirit intercedes for us. In John 14, verse 16, Jesus said this, I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate, an advocate, someone who stands for you, someone who fights for you, someone who counsels you, someone who helps you, and he will never leave you. You know, one of the biggest lies of discouragement from the enemy is this whisper right here, you're all alone, you're all alone, you're all alone. That's a lie from the enemy. You're not alone. The Holy Spirit is with you. He's with you no matter what you're walking through. Verse 26, when the Father sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, the life of the party, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I've told you. So here's what the Holy Spirit does. He reminds us who we are in Christ. He reminds us who we are in Christ, that I'm more than a conqueror. He reminds us what Christ has said over us, that we are his children. He loves us, that we are the sheep of his pasture. He is our shepherd, that we hear his voice, that he's come to give us life and life more abundantly. So when the enemy whispers, you're all alone, or the enemy whispers, you're defeated, we can shout back what the spirit of truth speaks over us. We can overcome discouragement through the power and the strength of the Holy Spirit. Next week, I start a new series on the life of David, and I promise you, this is going to be a series you don't want to miss. But there's a moment in David's life where he was discouraged. 1 Samuel 30, verse 6, it says that he strengthened himself, he encouraged himself in the Lord. This is what we do with the Holy Spirit. He strengthens us, he encourages us, he reminds us who we are and whose we are. I remember one night after a 3D, our, our college age service a couple years ago when I was pastoring our young adults ministry, I got home and I had just been feeling discouraged. I don't even know why. There was maybe one or two discouraging words. Isn't it crazy that one critic can silence a hundred encouragers in your life? You can get a hundred encouraging words, but one critical word can silence them. And so I was carrying that critical word and I was feeling discouraged. But then I just began to pray in the spirit. I began to worship in the spirit. And I was in our living room and my wife, she was worshiping with me. We were both just singing and, and, and praising God. And man, as soon as we did it, the discouragement left. The spirit of heaviness left our apartment, left where we were, where we were living at that time. And man, we just began to experience God's encouragement because there's, there's not enough human encouragement that can keep us sustained. It's like the little blow up guy. Just a little bit of encouragement from people can get us excited for a moment, but we need 
daily encouragement from the Holy Spirit. And this is where the daily just staying in tune with the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Some of you need to turn your house into a fireplace for the Holy Spirit to come and consume your marriage, your family, come and consume your thought life, your attitude, the kind of stuff that's going on in your house. Just say, Holy Spirit, make your residence in my home, make your residence in my workplace, make your, make your home, Lord, in my car rides to work. Holy Spirit, I yield to you. Here's, here's the last one I wanna give to you, and that is the Holy Spirit gives us power to persevere. Everybody say, power to persevere. No matter what life brings at you, the rain, the pain, the shame, the difficulties, the Holy Spirit wants to give you power to keep moving forward. Unstoppable faith, unstoppable perseverance, the kind of power that no person could break, no person could stop. There's a movie that came out a couple years ago called Unbreakable, uh, or Unbroken, Unbroken, about a Christian man who was captured, a prisoner of war in World War II. And he was beaten and he was stranded out at sea. Sharks were swimming around him. For, for 20 plus days, he had to survive out at sea. If you haven't seen this movie, you should see it. It's about a Christian man. But there was something inside him that caused him to keep getting back up. And these Nazi soldiers would take bricks and take big wooden pieces and hit him over the head and hit his back and hit his legs and he would fall down. But then he would just keep getting back up. God wants you to have unstoppable faith through the power of the Holy Spirit. Paul said it like this in Corinthians. Corinthians chapter two says, we are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are not broken. We are perplexed, but we don't give up. We don't quit. We are not driven to despair. He goes on to say in verse nine, we are hunted down, but we are never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we get up again, and we get up again by the power of the Holy Spirit. Through suffering, our bodies continue to share in the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be seen in our bodies. Church, the Holy Spirit wants to give you power. How many are walking through a difficult time right now? How many are going through something that's not easy right now in your life? Situations you don't understand, not knowing what to do next. Yeah, all over this room. You need to know that there is a power source that never runs out. When you start tapping into the power of the Holy Spirit, when you start praying in the Spirit, no matter what comes against you, God wants to give you power to keep getting back up. No matter what may try to hurt you, no matter what may come against your marriage, your family, God wants to give you power to keep getting back up. Keep that going, keep worshiping. Listen, he goes on to say this, hear this scripture. He says, we continue to preach because we have the same kind of faith that the psalmist had. I believe in God and therefore I speak. We know the same God who raised Christ from the dead. They tried to put Jesus down for three days, but he said, I'm coming back, baby. I'm coming back. You can't keep me down. You can't keep me down. I won't quit. I'm not throwing in the towel. I'm not leaving. None of these things move me in Jesus' name. He goes on to say this. He said, I, I have the power that raised Christ from the dead. God's grace brings more and more power and praise into our lives. Verse 16, he says, this is why we never give up. We never give up. We never give up. On the outside, our bodies may look like they're dying, but on the inside, our spirits are being renewed. 
this place, all over the room. He wants to give you power, power, wonder-working power, power to persevere, power to push forward, power to not quit, power to get up on Monday, power to get up on Tuesday, power to keep on praying, power to keep on praising, power to keep on worshiping. Right now, just let the Holy Spirit give you that power, that strength. You don't need a cheerleader to do it. You don't need a person to do it. You just need the Holy Spirit. Let him just lead you and guide you. Go ahead, lead us in that song, Kimmy. Holy Spirit. You're facing decisions you don't know what to do and you heard me talking about being in the right place at the right time doing the right thing with the right people if you need counsel on decisions that are coming up opportunities that are in front of you and you haven't decided should I go to the left should I go to the right should I say yes should I say no should I marry him or should I not should I continue in this relationship whatever the decision is I want you to just come bring it to the altar just say Holy Spirit direct me it could save you a lifetime. It could save you a season of difficult. It could save you from being in the wrong place. Just say, Holy Spirit, direct my steps. Give me divine direction. Lord, I pray for every college student, every graduate of high school. Lord, I pray that you direct their steps. I pray for parents who are deciding where to put their children in school, what to do people who are here today who are wondering where should I plant myself what church should I be a part of I pray God for divine direction don't just follow what seems easy but follow the Holy Spirit I think there's when it comes to decisions oftentimes there's two types of people that are making decisions there's a type of people that say I'm gonna go wherever it's gonna be the hardest because that's that's where God wants me sometimes God may have you in a situation that may not be the hardest and then there's people who say I want to go to the easiest place more than you should pick what the hardest place is or the easiest place follow the Holy Spirit 
He wants to lead you. Let the peace that passes all understanding guide you, guard you, direct your steps. Be in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing with the right people. There's someone here today that's been wondering if, the, if you should give up on your marriage. You've been wondering, should I throw in the towel? I feel I've been knocked down so many times, but man, I, I believe God wants to give you power, 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 power. He's gonna give you strength to persevere, strength to push through, strength to keep on praying. He'll show you what to do. He'll lead you in what decision to make. Someone in this room, you've been thinking about just throwing in the towel on life. You've been contemplating suicide. You just feel unworthy. You don't feel valuable. You feel like you're, you're, you're not here on purpose anymore. And God's saying, let me give you power to persevere power to persevere. You have a purpose. You are valuable. You are loved. God is for you, not against you. God loves you so much. He's given you a helper, the Holy Spirit, your advocate, your comforter. You are not alone. Don't let this, the lie of loneliness steal any more joy from your life. The Holy Spirit is with you. He's going to strengthen you. He's going to guide you. He's going to direct your steps. There's a businessman in the room today. I feel it in my heart. There's a businessman in the room today and you haven't known what to do in your company. You haven't known what to do with decisions that have to be made. Staffing decisions, investment decisions, all kinds of high level things that are, that are trying to come at you. And, and the Holy Spirit says, let me be your counselor. Let me be your counselor. Let me direct the decisions. Let me set you up to make the right moves, the right place, the right time, the right people, the right thing. The Holy Spirit wants to help you. Many of you are here today and you say, Paul, I, I've never really embraced the Holy Spirit. I've always been a little turned off by it, but today I, I realize that I need the Holy Spirit. I realize that he only wants to help me. He wants to make my life a more fulfilling life. And I want the gifts of the Spirit. I want to receive those gifts of the Spirit you were talking about that help the believer, that help people to do what God's called them to do. If, if you want the gifts of the Spirit, I want you to just raise your hand. I want to pray for you right now to receive it. In Jesus' name, Lord, I pray for every hand in the back, in the front, right here in the middle, that's open to receiving you, Holy Spirit. And God, I just pray, Lord, that you would fill them with your power. Fill them, God. Lord, I thank you for lasting fruits. God, I thank you, Lord. The Holy Spirit doesn't make us flaky. The Holy Spirit makes us faithful. The Holy Spirit gives us power, gives us gentleness, gives us self-control. Lord, I thank you, God, for every person who's open to receiving that Holy Spirit that today, by faith, God, I can't do it, but you can do it. You can fill them with power. Now, lastly, you're here today and you say, Paul, I'm not right with God. I want to get right with God. I want to surrender to Jesus. If that's you, just raise your hand across this room. Today's your day to say, Jesus, I'm following you. I repent of sins. I want you to be my Lord and Savior. Awesome. Can we give a big hand for all the hands that just went up all over this room? It's a fresh start, a new beginning for many people today. If you raised your hand, you're not down at the altar, I invite you to come down here, but I'm gonna invite all of us to pray a prayer. And those of you that wanna get water baptized, as soon as I'm done with this prayer, if you wanna get water baptized today, it'll go real quick. You'll just go right out my left this side exit door, you're right, and there's pastors ready to baptize you, and it's gonna be a powerful time. Friends and family members are welcome to come and participate and watch and cheer them on. But let's all pray this prayer together. Say, Jesus, thank you 
for dying on the cross for my sins, raising from the dead to give me life, eternal life. Thank you, Jesus, for giving your Holy Spirit to me. Holy Spirit, have your way in my life. Lead me. Guide me. Work on my attitude. Work on my feelings, my desires. Help me, Holy Spirit, in every decision that I make to glorify God. I'm all yours, God. Use my life for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you for listening to Victory with Paul Doherty. If you're in the area, we'd love to meet you at any of our services, Saturday night at 5 p.m. and Sundays at 8.30, 9, and 11 a.m. If you can't visit us, you can watch live on the Victory app, downloadable on the App Store and Google Play. Remember, your best days are right in front of you.